we're back. It's me. And you, you're here too. There's two of us. That's important. Um, because, you know, I there's no because. It's just I'm so happy to be talking to you. I, it's been a minute. Been a minute. I'm Anita. Da, 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 da. Okay, I need to stop scrolling TikTok and I need to wipe my brain from the trending sounds of last summer because that's inappropriate to, to reference. <clears throat> Excuse me. So welcome back to Esther World, to My Pleasure, a show where we just kind of embrace what's really on our minds and what we're actually really feeling, what we're really thinking about. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of talk about creativity and how to be fulfilled. Maybe there's talk about pop music. I don't know, but we're here and we're together. We're in it together as we enjoy the final years before AI takes over. We have each other for now until the AI decides to isolate us and take oxygen away. And um, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Side note, I'm not scared. You know why? Because we're in it together. And if we all go, we all go. And let's move on from that, actually. (laughs) Um, I am back in L.A. I am not going to move to New York, despite threatening it on Dave and myself. But I'm going to give L.A. a try. I'm going to give it a good, solid try. I got to tell you, driving in a car is really nice, but I don't, I'm not taking away all the magic that New York sprinkled on me. Like that magic was real. It wasn't just a dream like the Wizard of Oz, like that really happened. And I will take that magic with me into my um, new journey in LA. I didn't come back the same person. You know, I came back a new post New York Esther. And I redid my office, which was a very big adult, big girl thing for me to do. I hired a designer. Her name is Sarah Zachary. She's like absolute mega genius. And as I learned in the WGA showrunner training program years ago, great leaders, they delegate and they trust those around them who they surround themselves with. And so I hired this amazingly talented designer, Sarah Zachary. And I say, Sarah, you and your artistry, you guys go and you do your thing. And I do nothing. I have no involvement. I let you do what you do because nobody wants to work with a person who doesn't know a thing about design. And that's what I am. So I'm like, you do you. And here I am. And I have my beautiful office. I can't wait to show you guys. Eventually, maybe we'll do video in here. You know, I did that um, interview episode with Mark Norman on Trash Tuesday. People seem to really like it. I love what's more important is I loved it. I loved doing it. I loved interviewing someone who was so open and just willing to share all the embarrassing things. So all the vulnerable, embarrassing things like, that's the best when you get someone who's super successful and they just let you have it all they are not shy that they wet the bed they're not shy that they're struggling with their relationship with alcohol like and they're successful like that's the best anyways 
I've got my new office. I'm here in it. So if you're an OG Esther Club listener, like you would not believe the makeover that room has been given. It looks like a it looks like an adult lives in here and the couch is wide enough that it can be it's as wide as a twin bed. So yeah, there's going to be sleepovers in here. Yeah, it's just going to be me and maybe my mom when she visits, but that's fine. No, it's going to be more than that because I'm going to be social. Excuse me, I have to cough. <clears throat> I think that I'm allergic to the paint in my new office. So that is one thing that I is not good about new things is they make you cough. Poll for the crowd. Do new things make you cough? Um so speaking of the WGA, you know what you know what's going on in the world. We got a writer's strike. Baby's first writer's strike. I remember the one in 2007. I keep swearing that I was in high school, but that's a lie because in 2007 I was in college. But for some reason I'm pretending I was in high school. Uh, And I don't remember anything about it other than there was more reality TV after that. And that's fine. But now there's another one. And obviously I side with the WGA because I'm in the WGA and I think that unions, I'm pro-union. Call me crazy. I'm a pro-union girly. And I think that it's a scary time in the world. Like everyone is scared AI is going to take their job. And I think that's like a fair fear. I think AI might take our planet. Like it's... It's so funny how the mad scientists, they're so predictable. The silly, silly scientists, we can predict your moves from a mile away. We've seen this in movies. You create a monster and the monster kills us all. Good work. You did it. Again, I'm fully, fully speaking out of my butt. I don't know. I'm not legitimately, again, that, that new stuff cough. I'm not legitimately scared of AI. I'm not. I know that some smart people are inching us into oh, towards believing we should be. Look, you guys, did you do you remember what I went through pre-COVID? I had no life because all I could do was like go on hashtag Wuhan flu on Reddit and like predict the COVID pandemic with an, another with like thousands of other scared, crazy people who we were right. Okay. But I look back on that. It wasn't fun to waste the final months of pre COVID afraid on Reddit. I don't wish that on anybody. And so while I will not be completely you know, oblivious to the changing technology in the world. I am not going to let it overcome and consume. I think I overcome wasn't the right word, but it kind of worked, but I'll correct it. I'm not going to let it consume and take over my life. I'm just not. Um, Again, keep a little eye on it. But the way that I tend to be, which is to be so afraid, hide, panic room, scared, warn everybody, like we're not doing, I'm not doing that. I'm on Lexapro now, five milligrams. I take an edible here and there. I hydrate. I do Pilates. I'm not going to go crazy. Again, when the robots take away oxygen, I'll be right there with you. 
I will be next to you in the trenches. But for now, we're enjoying what what we have. <laughs> and can I also say, I might be wrong here, but uh, the world is always changing. It's always cha- I love, by the way, I can't wait for this episode to come out and someone's like, Esther, you were wrong about everything and we're all going to die in three days. No. The world is always changing. The internet. Millennials. Hey, guys. 35, fellow 35-ish year olds. We have seen the world change crazy levels. So I feel like we're ready. Throw, at, throw anything at us. Remember, do you remember when we had to save the trees? We were using too much paper because, and we had to save the trees. We solved that on accident by inventing uh, paperless, what's it called? Auto pay, all of it. You know, all the digital things that replaced paper. So iPads. Um, I am going to lean towards hope and just assume that some things will work out for the better and... That's kind of that. I, I, I <laughs> that's all I can do, to be honest. We accept the things we cannot change. If we were ever in a 12 step program, wink, wink, OA, wink, wink, my dad, GA, wink, wink, most of my friends, AA. Like, if you've ever been in a 12 step program, accept the things you cannot change, take your Lexapro, and um, enjoy your latte tomorrow morning. That's my advice to myself. That monologue was all I'm I'm speaking specifically to one person and it's me. So you got to hear the pep talk. Welcome aboard SS Titanic 2. Oh, there should be a prequel to the movie Titanic. I saw Wicked. I took Dave to see Wicked in New York, and it was so much fun to share that with him. Did not realize I had every single line in the play and, and this all the songs memorized. Um, so that was adorable in my own mind. Uh, an ador- I thought I was adorable. I'm going to say I don't need anyone else to tell me how adorable that is of me because I believe it about myself, but it did get me thinking. We need more prequels for like our big famous movies. Wicked as a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Why does Titanic not have a prequel about Rose's upbringing or Jack's life up until he gets on the ship? Or let's see Rose's mom. What happened to her that made her so adamant that Rose marries the rich guy? Even Calden Hockley. You know, Calden Hockley was the villain. Let's like get a story going where we start to see Calden like in a we start to feel bad for him. Let's have compassion for Calden Hockley, which side note, we should, because Jack Dawson is a fuck boy. He fucking, oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started on how the young, hot, broke guy threw Rose off her balance, tried to ruin her life. Look, Calden was a jerk if I remember properly, but it's just something to think about. Um, and I rewatched Sunset Boulevard this weekend and I have bad news for everyone. We are all Norma Desmond. If you don't know the movie, ugh, first of all, not to be an old man, 
not to be an 85-year-old white man right now, but like you got to watch the classics. Do yourself a favor and watch Sunset Boulevard. Now, there's a very good chance you'll watch it and be bored. That happened to me the first three. The first five times I watched it, I'm like, this is basically boring, but I like the vibes. But now that my brain is operating at a higher frequency, um, and I can't explain what that frequency is, and I also basically think I'm lying to you, but I'm able to pay attention to things a little better now. I don't know why or what changed, if it's like post being addicted to weed, um, uh, I can't think of any other examples of why my brain is working better, but that might be it. Also, I think working on my emotional state and realizing that things we've talked about on this podcast, like my reward and pleasure in life comes from effort, not from literal rewards. So just quick example, I try to get satisfaction out of doing a great performance or um, writing up something great for social media rather than get my reward from like doing drugs or eating a cheeseburger. But, oh, I had a great cheeseburger a couple weeks ago in New York at a place called Fifth. I don't remember what it was called. Fifth something maybe. Um, But they have multiple locations. Okay. So, Sunset Boulevard, here's why we're all Norma Desmond, because Norma Desmond is this mega star from the silent film era. She nailed it in life, right? Like she was the biggest star of her time, made a ton of money, like in the right era too, in the era where like there was no taxes and where she could just build a mansion, buy up apartments and buildings downtown. Like she's done it. Whatever you think your American capitalist dream is, Norma Desmond did it and then some. And now she's alone in her mansion with her butler, but she's not okay. And I relate to that. (laughs) That's so funny to say I relate to that. I just explained how she's the most successful person in the world. Um, I relate to accomplishing a certain amount of goals and then not being happy (laughs) and then being like, that didn't do it. But I look at Norma and my first instinct is like, babe, this is it. You're in the landing spot. You landed the plane right where we want to land it. You've got your mansion. You've got your success. You've got all the validation. But of course, as we all know, it's a never-ending hole. It's a never-ending black hole that needs to be filled. And so all the riches, all the fame, because it has faded and she's older now, she's like, there's suicide attempts. She's living in desperation. She's living in a fantasy world where she thinks she just, she has to maintain the belief about herself that she's a famous star and that her audience wants her back or she cannot live. Like she has to live in delusion. And I see you girlies on TikTok. I know we like to be Delulu and that's the only way to achieve our dreams and goals. I agree to a certain extent, but Here we see how Norma is too Delulu and is not able to have a fucking life at all. 
And it's like, you just look at her and you're like, damn it, Norma, why can't you just shake this off and be happy with what you have and find a way to like exist and enjoy your wealth? And it, there's no way. And here's why we're Norma. It actually kind of is not that at all. It's because she's so drunk, high, mighty, whatever, off herself. Norma loves her face. She loves her successes. She loves her films, all the work she's done. That You look at this mansion she's living in on Sunset Boulevard. It is covered in photos of her. She loves it. And why would she want to be retired? Why, why would she want to be, have given that up? And she didn't, you know, she got, she kind of aged out of the business and then also it transitioned into, um, talking pictures, heard of them. So the silent films went away, which why are all the best movies about that transition? Like would, I'm only thinking of two singing in the rain and sunset Boulevard, but something to think about. And then I guess Babylon, is about Babylon is essentially, I think a complete ripoff of, of singing in the rain. That's the rumor I heard. Um, but anyway, so I think the reason we're all Norma Desmond is like we, I, hmm, me, I love to post photos of myself. I love to get high on my own supply. I, me, 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 I, 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 like, and why wouldn't if I had a little bit of success and validation in that, in myself, why wouldn't I want it to keep going? And it's addicting. And also, don't you a little bit deep down kind of need to admit that you relate to like having to pretend things in your life are a certain way that they may not really be? in order to get out of bed or to make that dinner plan or to get to work on time. Like there's certain little lies you got to kind of tell yourself. And I, as I say that, I can't even think of one specific example, but I bet you can. And I bet I'm not completely wrong. And like, you know, you just got to really believe in yourself and believing in yourself in any extent, in any version, is like a little crazy because we are all ants. <laughs> We're all dust. We're all breathing beings with eyes. Like, that's nothing. We're jack shit. But we have to believe we're something and it's actually, I think, really healthy to believe for something. And I think Norma just took it a little too far. And we all know someone who takes things a little too far. I myself am certainly one of those people. I'm the kind of girl where when I'm having fun, laughing, having a good time, everyone wants to go home. I want to take it too far. And I want it to be a sleepover. And then I want us to all become best friends and we never say goodbye. And you move to the city I live in. And then we um, get sewn together because we can't ever be apart. Like that's as far as I want to take it. Anyways, we're all Norma Desmond in the end and in the beginning and in the middle. You catch my drift. Oh, let's talk anti-sadness. So a big part of lifestyle in, uh, what's that place? New York is the just social 
engagements are very easy. And I'm sorry for the niche LA New York content, but what is the point of doing anything in today's culture if it is not so extremely the the thinnest sliver slice of niche? Um, I got to tell you, in LA, it's an hour to get places. You're stuck in your car. The traffic is grueling. It's excruciating. Your car is hot. So if someone says, hey, you want to grab dinner over here? That is annoying. And it's in, it's complicated and inconvenient. In New York, though, oh my God, okay, it's like a five-minute little walk to the subway. I get on the train like a big girl. I'm following a map. I'm basically doing an algebra equation to figure out which train to get on and get off at which time. It's fun. It's a treasure hunt. It's a video game. And it's fast. Oh my God, it's so fast. And you get to just let your mind go away when you sit on that train. And so the difference is huge. And what does that difference make in the end? Okay, well, super easy to go grab coffee with a friend at three o'clock anywhere in Manhattan. And in LA, that is so inconvenient. It's like, it's actually a form of, of tragedy. It's a, it's an abuse of power to ask someone to get coffee with you at three o'clock in LA. It's so, it's just, it's, terrible. It's, you've just wished such hot traffic inconvenience on another innocent person and you're bad for it. And that sucks, but it's those random little get togethers that make life worth living and that introduce fun people and like conversations that you're not going to have alone in your bed, you know? So my anti-sadness this week is like, just put in the extra effort to socialize, like just nudge yourself and do the social interactions you don't want to do. Because in LA, for some reason, my go-to is like to not make plans, to not be social. It's just really draining. But I'll tell you, much like I think the world belongs to people who are willing to drive and go out in the rain, the world belongs to people who are willing to go out and socialize. Like, it's theirs for the taking. They're going to be out there having fun, living and breathing the human experience in. It's not at home. What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Don't make me sing. Cabaret. But it's like, what good is sitting alone in your room? It's not. And I've, for so long... That is my default. That is my safe space. And I will never give up on that completely. Like I will always have a very deep romantic, um, satisfactory relationship with being alone in a room, but you gotta go out too. You gotta do it. It's so fulfilling. Your brain atrophies when you don't do things like that. This is It's not, I made it up, but it feels like science. Let's talk about my taste of the week. There is a restaurant in LA that I love so much. I'm not gatekeeping. It's called All Time. If you're an LA girly, I'm sure you know it. It's in Los Feliz. It's, they do breakfast and lunch. I love the dinner. 
and they have something on their menu that is, it's like, and it's not always on there, but I think it's mostly always on there. But they make these Japanese sweet potatoes and they're so crispy, crunchy. And then they put on this like romesco sauce and some kind of like a green sour cream None of it makes sense. None of what I just said make together makes any sense. But it is so delicious. I think the primary reason for it being so delicious is the way they smash their sweet potatoes and they're like so crispy on the outside and then like soft. Every man, bagels, fries, potatoes, give me crispy on the outside and soft on the inside and you name your price. You name your price, you name the time, you name the place, you name how long I have to stand in line, I will be there. When you make a bagel or a potato product, crispy on the outside and soft on the inside, we are in business. Hand, shaked, sign, sealed, deliver. I know shaked isn't a word. So because of that restaurant and how good their sweet potatoes are, sweet potatoes are my taste of the week. And if you're not an LA girly or boy e, you or in the middle or whatever other L.A. people there are, L.A. doggies, L.A. kitties, you can experiment with making your own crispy, delicious sweet potatoes. That's what I'm, I've am i said I'm going to do for the last 30 years I've been alive, but I haven't, but maybe I will. So taste of the week, a crispy, crunchy, amazing, smashy, good sweet potato. The hot girl homework this week is to enjoy life. It is life. Enjoy life as it is because believe it or not, the hot girlies are talking. We don't know. AI might take over. Models may go extinct. Uh, They might take our oxygen away. We don't know. Because we don't know, instead of sitting in fear, we're enjoying what little we have left. We're enjoying this beautiful human experience that we've all come to know and love. And how wonderful is it that we like what we have? There's things about this that we like. It's not all bad. Yeah, capitalism ruined most of the human experience, but there's some really good stuff out there for you and me. We're... We know what podcasts are. Like, we have niche entertainment for ourselves. We have a a soft serve. Like, there's some really great, wonderful things about being alive as a human today. And so all we're asking is that we just enjoy them. Is that we just have fun and experience the things that we are liking to experience. I I got a little distracted there for a second, so I started to talk weird. But um, let's land this plane with a quick top five-ish. And these are the top five movies that I am currently in the mood to watch. One, obviously, because I've been talking about it, is Sunset Boulevard, just because of the complete relevance I'm seeing in... Norma Desmond and my relationship with social media. Two, 
Back to the Future Part 2. This is one of my, like, major Esther rotation movies. But I think because of, like, AI and, like, futuristic stuff. And, you know, there's a joke in Back to the Future 2 where the where Doc talks about, you know, oh, in the future they abolished all lawyers. And that's that's giving AI reference, you know. And so it's a very 80s joke, by the way. Um, and so it just with all the possible changes upon us, like I'm, I'm in the mood to watch Back to the Future too. That's all. I want to see Biff ruin the timeline. And then I want to see Marty McFly fix the timeline. Next, I always in the, in the mood to watch Psycho, the eeriness, the twist, the turns, the dark, the vibes. Mm. And then the firm, Similar reasoning because of the like eeriness, but a very different genre, like a uh, brand of eeriness, like 90s. And then the fugitive, just because high and en- like a high energy, high intensity, like fun, take me my mind off of everything else journey. So that's kind of it, you guys. I love, I love you. I'm so glad we're back. And we're besties, and I regret saying that. It was just kind of awkward, but wait. Also, major headline, I have, like, several stand-up shows coming up in different cities that I am so excited about. I have been writing new material for the last two months, trying it out, grinding it out in New York. I cannot wait. I'm still working on it. And starting June 3rd, I will be in Atlanta. The next day, I'll be in Raleigh, and... Um, where else? Boston, New York City, DC, which I know DC is going to sell out because it is replacing a show that already sold out. So definitely get your tickets ASAP if you're coming to DC and Boston and everywhere else. And you guys can get tickets to those shows at estheronice.com. I do regret that website name. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to like, these are going to be fun nights. I had so much fun in Miami and I just love telling these jokes. They're so, they're just very estery and I love doing a little Q and A after and hearing from you guys. And it's just fun to have a live night out. And also my standup is getting so much better and I feel so proud of myself and I just want to keep growing and getting better for you guys to have a fun experience. So Again, get tickets at estronice.com. I can't wait to see you guys there, and I'll see you next week.